0: Movie,
1: movie, film,
0: film. Movie, movie, film. Is it a movie, film, film, a film? Movie, 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 movie.
1: film. Is it a, a movie, great movie or film? Movie, Is it a movie, love that film, or film? Movie. movie that, or haven't heard of that film. my favorite movie, movie, or a movie. Thrillers are sick. Hey, MFers. Good
2: news. You can't get sick while listening to your favorite podcast. And although this won't be a, d- a distraction from what's going on in the world. We at least hope that you find some entertainment on this episode of
1: Movie... Movie. Film. Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. Correct. I'm Nate, and disease is the crime,
2: I'm the cure. And I'm Terrell, and I'd rather die than become what you are. Oh, what's that? That's from the movie I watched last night, uh, Ginger Snaps. okay. Yeah, I like the name because it's like... Her name's Ginger, and then yeah, it's like, yeah. It's it's like a, a tree. It's a good
1: play on words. She snaps, yeah. So yeah,
2: yeah. What's yours?
1: Osmosis Jones. Ooh, nice one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glad you like it. There are a couple of good quotes from that. It's hard to choose one. Right. I was wondering where you were where you were gonna go with that. Well, I went uh, inside Bill Murray's body. You did uh, go inside Bill Murray <laughs> for a crime fighting. Uh, Bacteria, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about contagion today. Yes, we are. But first, uh, it's been two weeks since we've recorded live. Well, live in quotations. Yeah. Uh, it's been two weeks since we talked about trailers, so we got some. Mm-hmm. We got a nice little backlog. Yes, we do. So we, we did get to talk about Candyman because that came out right in time. Right in time. But we did not get to talk about. What didn't we get to talk about? Um, connected. Connected? <laughs> yeah, it's an animated movie. Oh, yeah. From, yeah. Uh, what's, this, the, what's the studio? I it's, don't even uh,
2: know. It's the one
1: where the dad is, like, anti-technology. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like a, a dad is uh, sending his daughter off to college. And yeah. it's, like, you know, millennials and their technology. Right. And then he decides, instead of... Uh, Sending her on a plane, they're gonna road trip. Yeah. So, you know, family road trip, mm-hmm. but a little twist. Little twist. It's a Roboculips. Ro- 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 there we go. Ro- the robot apocalypse.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot of yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. So it starts out as a as a normal family, like, road trip. Um, and then it turns into a wacky adventure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Looks um
2: it looks. Near. I don't. I don't know. I like. It's just. It's. It's like one of those movies where a dad was just like, you know what? I'm tired of my kid always being on their phone. I'm gonna make a movie about this, and this is this is what they came up with. Yeah,
1: it seems like it, since it goes in the direction of there's actually a robot uprising. like yeah. I guess the dad was right the yeah. whole time.
2: Technology
1: is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna be. Uh... In the first in line to see this, but I do like the the cast. Um, we got Danny McBride as the dad, mm-hmm. also Abby Jacobson, Eric Andre, Maya Rudolph, and Olivia Colman are also with. Nice, in I like it. that. So, Eric Andre, yeah, it's a good. Yeah, I also yeah. like the animation style of it as well. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. not trying to be realistic in the portrayal of yeah. humans. Uh, more cartoony. Yeah. Uh, we had another Eric Andre trailer. Yeah, we do. Bad trip. Mm-hmm. From the guys that brought you Jackass and Bad Grandpa. Yeah, it looks
2: like Jackass. It looks like
1: a Jackass, like, production. Yeah, so did you see that movie, Bad Grandpa? No. Johnny I didn't. Knoxville? So it's like the guys that did Jackass tried to make, like, a, a narrative feature. Yeah, comedy. like a real movie. like a- So it's like they have stunts, but it's like there's stunts spread out through, like, improv. There's stunts uh, story. in Bad Grandpa. You're talking about that oh, yeah. Trip. No, I'm Brad, Brad Grandpa, and then also Bad Trip. They're, they're taking that formula now okay. uh, with Eric Andre. And okay. it's like the... If you watch the Eric Andre show on Adult Swim, it's definitely a wider audience, yeah. but uh, it's a lot of the same vibes as his uh, crazy stunts on mm-hmm. that show. That's cool. That so they
2: could link up and
1: make that happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did I'm not he Addish
2: in there? Lowell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, good casting. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, like... <laughs> like uh, real reacts like people react reaction type stuff because it's like manipulative yeah it's manipulative yeah and all I can think about is I hope those people like before before they signed anything got paid because uh, probably not that type of movie relies on them a lot more than like uh, Tiffany Haddish and Eric Andre I mean they're the draw Mm -hmm. but like you're gonna be laughing at how the people react
0: right
1: yeah uh borat did it too but i love that movie and well that that's also like he's a huge character and he does that though months. that's like his thing that's his style yeah. is like yeah, Sacha yeah. Does it. i yeah. think very successfully yeah we'll see how this one is the the worry also is that just all the stunts are in the trailer mm-hmm. so there's no room left for surprise i mean the the bit with him uh Turning on the the vacuum for the car, but then his whole jumpsuit gets sucked in and he's naked. naked. That's pretty funny. Yeah,
2: it it, it wouldn't be right if Eric Andre didn't end up naked somehow. With with
1: his genitals tucked between his legs. That's like his go-to.
2: Yeah, that's why. (laughs) I was going to say that's why Lion King failed, but, uh, I mean, his character was naked as well. (laughs) Well... Yeah, the animals do wear clothes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some animals wear clothes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Disney, though,
2: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. uh, they tried with A a Wrinkle in Time a few years ago in that bomb, but they're they're going back into the YA fantasy live action territory with an adaptation of Artemis Fowl. Are you familiar with the Artemis Fowl series? I am not at all. So I remember in like elementary school, the Scholastic Book Fair coming and the Artemis Fowl books were always like a little too thick for me to pick up, like a little intimidating and like very fantasy, but they mm-hmm. had super shiny covers. So I always thought they were cool. Mm-hmm. Didn't know anything else about it. According to the trailer, it's um, a spy kid. Yeah, it's right? like spy <laughs> it kids. It seems like spy
2: kids. Cody Banks meets Percy Jackson. Yeah, with, with like, like fa- fantasy, with fantasy yeah. elements. Yeah, all I can do is like laugh at it because i like, I know that I'm not the audience and I'm like, right. I'm not. I would just be like, if I was a kid, I'd probably be into this. I'd probably be like, ooh, ah, but <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like not buying it as like an adult.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 We'll see if that. I'm sure Disney hopes it turns into a whole uh, series. No. Because I think there's quite a few books. Hmm. Uh, what else? There were more more trailers than that. Well. The High Note. Oh, yeah. The High Note. With uh, Dakota Johnson and. um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Diana Ross's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Tracy Ellis Ross. Channeling her mother, Diana Ross, it Um, seems. This is like like her
2: first movie, I want to say.
1: Certainly her first with a leading role. Yeah.
2: Because she's a a TV actress. TV is like her home. That's where she shines the Mm -hmm. most. Um, so it is really good to see her cause I know she's like a very funny lady.
1: Yeah. All, she's got all the laughs in the trailer, yeah. even though it seems to be like a story told from Dakota Johnson's character's perspective, mm-hmm. seems kind of like a devil wears Prada type of thing. Yes. And I'm not, I, I like these, uh, movies that take like the rom-com structure, but it's not about like a loving relation, a romantic relationship, yeah. but like, uh, women in the professional world. Mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kinda i'm buying this trailer yeah. honestly yeah
2: it looks it seems cute it seems cute, you know what i mean it's gonna it's gonna have uh ice cube in there as well, oh true, you know what I mean he's gonna also be providing some laughs mm- mm-hmm. yeah so
1: yeah, music, yeah, yeah music i like the it's, it's the, cool yeah I can like think a, about like an aging artist trying to make new music but only wanting to be uh the public only wants their old stuff
2: it seems yes. All I could think about was uh, Diana Ross as well, but I like mm-hmm. how they're not pushing that look on her, like big hair, big hair, big outfits, kind of. Like, she has, like, slick back hair. Right. Which is, yeah, the opposite of her mother. True. For mm-hmm. the most part. True. So, yeah.
1: Uh, last trailer we got, which is, um, got, unfortunately, will be a pretty good transition into the next thing we'll talk about, mm-hmm. but uh Greyhound. Yeah, is a movie starring by and written by Tom Cruise, and surprise, he's playing a captain of a ship. You said Tom Cruise, <laughs> uh, Tom, right? Hanks, Tom, you Hanks. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I get my Tom. <laughs> I said, wait, what? Yeah, get that wrong. It's Tom Hanks. Tom <laughs> Tom Cruise isn't writing any screenplays. No, no. Tom Hanks uh, holed up in his giant house probably yeah. with one of his vintage typewriters he mm-hmm. loves and mm-hmm. typed out a screenplay where you know he plays a very Tom Hanksy role. Yeah. He's the captain. But he's, the he's, captain he, he's the captain now.
2: He's captain now. Um it looks uh and it's
1: about what is it about? It's based on a true event. So the only thing more dangerous than the front lines is the 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 way to the front lines getting there. <laughs> yeah. So it's like ships versus submarines. It's yeah. like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Naval warfare.
2: Yeah. It looks Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, you. I don't right. know. I bought into it. I was, okay. like, I was, I was buying it. I was like, okay, this looks kind of fun, because like it's based on a true event, but they don't present it like in this like very serious, dramatic tone. It seems just like like a blockbuster type of it does. movie. It with, does, and it's like, like a little that. bit gritty. It's dark. You know what I mean? And like they're playing the the submarine like like the villain, like like a shark. You know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like that's it. I don't know. Entertaining, In- interesting.
1: Submarine is like a shark.
2: Yeah, but it's a wolf. It's a wolf shark. It's a wolf shark t- submarine mm-hmm. trying to kill Tom Hanks.
1: Not Tom Cruise. Not
0: Tom Cruise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I like uh, Larry Crown, which he also wrote, and well, he directed that one. Not not directing this one. Mm-hmm. The just visually, this looks just super bleak and mm-hmm. c- kind of dull to me. Yeah, I don't like the the look of most war movies. Mm-hmm. That are about uh, like the actual battles. Okay. I don't know. Just like if if 1917 didn't do it for me, I don't think Greyhound will. Right. They're going to be two completely different vibes, though. It reminds me of like the boat sequences in Dunkirk, which I did like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, this, who, that who this is... guy that directed this that hasn't directed much else. Yeah. There's no Christopher Nolan, so. Yeah.
2: He has an Oscar though. So,
1: oh, what's his Oscar
2: for? A short. He did a short. Oh, okay. About, I think it's called Two Soldiers. Fascinating. Yeah. And he's a cinematographer <laughs> as well. So <laughs> maybe he did the cinematography <laughs>
1: as well. Maybe.
2: Yeah. But this is a perfect transition because. I mean, this is some
1: movie, movie news news. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks has contracted uh, him and his wife, Rita Wilson. Yeah. Are, uh, Tested positive for coronavirus.
2: Yeah, that's a big thing that's happening up in the world right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the first major public figures to be vocal about their uh, diagnosis. Yeah. Definitely uh, gonna, I mean, we're going to be talking about a movie that deals with a fictional pandemic. Yes. But we're definitely going through this very real pandemic in our culture now. Yeah. Don't, you know, we're not health guys. No, we're not. Read the news, uh, stay informed, wash your hands. Yes. Uh, What we can talk about are movies and films. Yes. And how this is, uh, the pandemic is affecting that business. Yes, we can. Several movies have been delayed. Mm -hmm. I saw that coming. Yeah, No Time to Die. Mm -hmm. The new James Bond uh, was the first to be pushed back.
0: Uh, Because
1: people don't want to. Studios don't want to encourage people to go to the movie theaters during this time. Yeah. Uh, also, Lovebirds, which we talked about. That trailer with Kumail and Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Insecure is coming back soon. Yes. So, we'll get her on the small screen. Yeah, on the home box office. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quiet Place Part 2 is pushed back. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of Fast and Furious. Uh, was just announced. Was pushed going back. On to, yeah. Because, yeah, that's coming out at the end of the month. Well, it
2: was coming out at the end yeah, of the
1: month. Yeah, so uh, probably not going to be going out to see a lot of movies.
2: Yeah. And it's smart on their part as well from a business standpoint. Because even if they put the
1: movies out, uh, the box office would have been hit. Yeah, them. and they would have definitely been seen as villains for encouraging yeah. uh, people to gather in large public spaces. Yeah. But, yeah, weird, uh, weird times. Mm-hmm. Weird times we're in.
2: Yeah. It's the first in my lifetime that I've seen something like this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, in 2009 there was swine flu, but that ended up not affecting us that too badly. Yeah, I
2: don't think. That yeah, yeah, everything bigger. was like shut down. Things are getting shut down now, so yeah. So,
1: eh? Uh, before we get into Contagion, mm-hmm. uh, one other movie, movie news, news piece: uh, Karen Kusama. The director of *The Invitation* and *Destroyer* is going to be directing *Dracula*. Dope.
2: Yeah. I saw so that. Uh,
1: *Invisible Man* was released uh, last weekend. Might mm-hmm. be one of the last uh, new movie releases. Mm-hmm. And that did well. It's a yes. classic movie monster with a contemporary setting, done like pretty artfully on a, what seems to be a smaller budget mm-hmm. than, say, Tom Cruise's *The Mummy*. Yeah. And now it seems like they're like, "Hey, this is a good idea. Let's uh, give good directors, yeah, let's uh, do it, a chance to make art movies based on these monsters, yeah, of, and making them scary. Let's make movies. a horror and yeah. not a blockbuster. Yeah, why? Like the mummy. The didn't, monsters. <laughs> the Tom Cruise mummy didn't seem like they were trying to be scary at all. No, they were trying to be big. That's yeah. it. Well, uh, listen to our episode on the invitation on the invitation if you want to hear what we think about Karen Kusama's filmmaking. Yeah, but." Yeah, I'm excited for her to do Dracula. Yeah, Dracula's going to be cool. um, Yeah, I want to know what her angle's going to be. Yeah,
2: which is going to be Because I know there's
1: going to be an angle.
2: Because they just did one not too long ago. Yeah, Dracula so, is public domain. So. Yeah. The whole universal monster thing is a bit messy. It's kind of like DC. <laughs>
1: there's, there, well, the Tom Cruise thing tanked, so they had plans for a whole thing, and that didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, so this seems like a better strategy.
0: Yeah. I hope but they yeah.
1: get it together by the time they get to the wolfman. It seems like I at least I hope that they're not still trying to connect all of these. I think that's probably where they went wrong. Yeah, trying to connect them.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't think they should. I don't like cuz like where are going to do like a crossover like a like a monster movie yeah, and like I don't know. and how does that play? yawn yawn
1: <laughs> It's not the event like it's not the same. Especially because in most monster movies, the most compelling characters are the victims, not the monsters. You know? Mm, could be. Depends on, the, depending on the movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, it seems, I haven't seen uh, Invisible Man, but it seems Elizabeth Moss's character is the uh, protagonist. Yeah. And probably the person you're rooting for. All right. Right. Compared to the person you can't see. <laughs> right. I was just thinking about more so the old movies where right. like, you remember, it's like wreaking havoc. And yeah, you remember
2: the, the, the creatures more.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. All right. You might be selling me back on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Okay. Should we get into our feature? Let's do it. Okay. It's time to talk about. It's a pretty good time to talk about Contagion.
2: Groundbreaking ceremony for a new factory.
0: Did she mention seeing anyone who was sick? Anyone on a plane, at the airport?
2: No. She said she was jet
0: lagged. The average person touches their face three to five times every waking minute. In between, we're touching doorknobs, water fountains, and each other.
2: Beth. Mom? No, no, uh, uh, go up to your room, honey. So we have a virus with no treatment protocol and no vaccine at this time. You had a seizure this morning,
1: Beth. She had before? a history of seizures. No, no,
2: no.
0: Allergies.
2: No. As of last night, there were 32 cases.
1: Unfortunately, she did die. Right. Can I go talk to her? Mr. Amoff, your wife is dead.
2: What are you talking about? Okay. What happened to her? What happened
0: to her? Is there any way someone could weaponize the bird flu is how
2: we're looking at. Someone doesn't have to weaponize the bird flu. The birds are doing that.
0: Watch this. It's transmission, so we just need to know which direction.
1: On day one, there were two people, and then four, and then 16. In three months, it's a billion. That's where we're headed.
2: They're calling out the National Guard. They're moving the president underground. People will panic. Get away! It will tip over. The
0: truth is being kept from the world. Cook your samples, destroy everything. Hello. I need you to get me the names of everyone who serviced this room. It's an emergency.
2: You can't panic now. I know. I'm going to get you home.
0: I got people too, Dr. Cheever. We all do. Don't talk to anyone. Don't touch anyone. Stay away from other people. You're back your car. We're not sick. figuring us out faster than we're figuring
1: it out. It's mute. Contagion is a 2011 American thriller directed by Steven Soderbergh and written by Scott Z. Burns. Its ensemble cast includes Marion Cotillard, Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, the spread of a virus transmitted by fomites and the attempts by medical researchers and public health officials to identify and contain the disease, the loss of social order in a pandemic, and finally, the introduction of a vaccine to halt its spread. Mm -hmm. To follow... Oh, this is kind of interesting. To follow several interacting plot lines, the film makes use of the multi-narrative hyperlink cinema style popularized in several of Soderbergh's films. Yeah, it's definitely one of his... uh, go-to styles, he did it with uh, Traffic, uh, Oceans last last year's, well, Oceans is like an ensemble, but it's definitely one storyline.
2: Yeah, but it's like the way his movies move is like it's so ensemble based and it's just like, it's moving around a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of moving pieces to his
0: movies.
1: Yeah, and lots of different uh, stories going on. Mm -hmm. And just like brilliant editing, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm don't know, if, or I'm not going to look up right now who's credited on this, but I know Steven Soderbergh has been known for doing a lot of the editing himself, which is not common for the director to be that involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, he's a real, uh, He's been around for a long time. You were just saying before we were recording this, you were looking up all his movies. You kept saying, oh, he did
2: that, too? And that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, super prolific. He, yeah, he put he puts out a lot of work. Uh, Stefan Marion is the editor. Oh, okay. uh, Birdman, The Revenant, uh, Ocean's
1: 13.
0: Yeah, good, good, so a lot of good work good as editor. well. Yeah, yeah, good editor.
1: Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie, it moves at a very brisk pace while juggling a bunch of different stories which i think is something we would probably struggle to do if we tried to go through this uh step by step yeah. so we decided to instead of doing that, what we normally do we're going to break it up into our our discussions going to be broken up into a, uh, based on the characters and yeah. their stories yeah but the the arc of the f- of the picture is disease what's going on Here's a vaccine. How do we get the vaccine mm-hmm. to everyone? What's going on? <laughs> Vaccines here. Yeah, um, and that's the that's, the that's arc. it. Yeah, that's and it. that it's definitely seen through all the smaller stories. But mm-hmm. that's that's what you need to know going in. Yeah, uh, this came out like I said in 2011, but it's definitely there was like chatter about it. It, it made a profit. Turn a mm-hmm. profit at the box office, but it wasn't like a big deal by any means. Despite the large cast, yeah,
2: the the casting in this in this is like because um, I, I I watched this movie in 2011, mm-hmm. or maybe 2012, and then I watched it twice today, and <laughs> I was just like every like every other frame there, there was like another star popping up, and I right. was just like, oh man, this is like. The like the like the Valentine's movie of, of like sickness, uh, like, Valentine's Day, yeah, Valentine's <laughs> Day, like New Year's or Mother's <laughs> yeah, Day, right. Day, of like if Gary say, Marshall
1: made a pandemic movie, yeah. This would be it, <laughs> uh, yeah. We've been doing a lot of uh, on great ensemble It with Selma mm-hmm. and Black Panther, mm-hmm. and now this,
0: yeah.
1: Wow, love to see them, love to see these movie stars in these movies, yeah. <laughs> it's always a delight. Right. Though also, it's fun to see uh, non-professional actors too. But that's another thing for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, the oh, So what I was going to say is when it came out, it made money, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. In the past few months, it's become a huge deal. It's like on the top 10 movie rentals on Apple, on iTunes and YouTube. Yeah. I think because of uh, the The rise of the Yeah. Yeah. People are turning to this, which is a, feels like a very realistic approach to the pandemic disaster thriller.
2: Yeah. I think it's the,
1: the realest one we've kind of, kind of chosen. Yeah. Several uh, scientists and people, uh, members of the seat of the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, were involved in the writing. Okay. Uh, like helping helping it was a deeply researched uh picture nice and that probably helps to lend the feeling of realness and also like the style that it shot, I feel like it's not um he the like the angles and the camera shots are never what you would expect it to be like, even in a conversation, it's not just jumping between one person's face while they're talking to the next person's mm-hmm. face while they're talking. Yeah. It's like you linger on like things they're touching or, yeah. or it's like the cameras up in the rafters looking down on the conversation mm-hmm. or, um, uh, it's like angled through glass and you see both their yeah. faces and the reflections of the other person's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I like about it.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, um, the way the, the camera is, it definitely like wants you to notice and pay attention and wants you to like from, from the beginning, like, like those, those lingering shots of like people touching stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, oh man. And it's just like, you know, they can't help it. Like you just right. have to like, you have to touch things, but like, you know what it means right away. And the right. camera like
1: tells you that like right away. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So contagion starts with uh, the screen's black. Yeah. But you hear just the public chatter of the airport, mm-hmm. and then Gwyneth Paltrow coughing. Yeah. Pretty uh,
2: nasty cough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she, and then when it like uh, fades in, mm-hmm. you can see that she is uh, glistening a little. She has uh, like a little layer of sweat going
1: on. Yeah, it's just sweat. If you like, uh, <laughs> if you like movies with sweaty movie stars, like you get to <laughs> see the celebrities at their sweatiest, uh, watch mm-hmm. contagion. Yeah. Uh, Paltrow already a very pale human being, but, mm-hmm. uh, the makeup department did a great job making her definitely even more pale. Yeah. She than gets normal paler as, she, uh, oh, as yeah. she goes along, but even from the beginning, she's pale.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Also
2: we we uh the movie tells us that this is day 2.
1: Yeah, it interestingly starts on day 2 it seems yeah. day 1 for the very end. Yes. Uh which is fun. Yeah. It, that it starts off with the uh the virus of, already contracted.
2: Yeah, a bit of information uh missing so that at by, by the end it could be a full
1: circle. Mhm. Yeah. Uh so she's at the airport at a mm-hmm. bar. Mhm. The- peanuts. Eating peanuts, you get the close-up of yeah. the bar of peanuts after like, she Oh, leaves. man, yeah. Um, and she, she gets a, she phone, gets a call. phone call mm-hmm. from uh, John Neal, mm-hmm. her, uh, her um, mister. Her lover. Mister is the, the male form of mistress, I learned okay. recently. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that sounds. <laughs> her mister. Her mister. Okay. John Neal, who uh, is the voice, is uh, Steven Soderbergh, the director. He's John Neal. Yeah. It's a little Easter egg.
2: Yep. So wait, when they actually show John. They don't show him. So the guy that's on the bus later.
1: That was her driver. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um. So yeah, she's, uh, she's in an extramarital affair. And yeah. she's talking to the guy that she was just seeing yeah. in Chicago.
2: Yeah, they had sex. So we learned that uh, she made contact with someone.
1: She flew from Hong Kong for work, where she was uh, there on a business trip, mm-hmm. stopped in Chicago yeah. to see her lover. Mm-hmm. Now she's feeling a little sick yeah, and she's on her way back to Minneapolis. Yes. So let's get into uh, the Minneapolis saga, right? Starring there Matt yeah. Damon. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the montage a little? Because like,
2: uh, oh, and, sure. Yeah, because, like, we have no other point to, like, talk about it mm-hmm. if we don't talk about it now. So, okay, so um, while we see uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is also feeling a bit under the weather, we uh, see, I want to say, three other people as yeah. well.
1: Also a little sweaty. And all, all throughout the globe.
2: Yes, Um, there's a man in Hong Kong,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um, and he's sick and he goes to, he like, he's on the train, he's on public transportation. Right. You, you you get those lingering shots of him touching the rails. Crowds. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes to his girlfriend house Mm -hmm. and then we get, uh, a model, right? Yeah. We get the model. Right. Yeah. In London. Um, she's a little sick, a little sweaty as well. Still going into work. Still going into work, touching avalos. You see her like touch something and then like hand it to somebody yeah. else. Um and then we get the the man going to Japan. He's yes, on a flight. tokyo Yes. Uh he takes a drink of something. That's what the shot is. Like him like right. drinking the glass.
1: So I like like right away we're thrown. Into like several different, even small storylines aren't even fully explored. Yeah. But uh, just spanning like right from the start, four or five different countries. Yeah. And every time you see a different country, I like, uh, you know, it does the globe-trotting thriller thing where it tells you the city on the screen, but also in this movie, it tells you the population yeah. of every city that you go
2: to. It's like ninety-eight million. It's
1: like damn. There's a lot 1. of people million. in cities. Yeah. There's a lot of people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I like that touch. Yeah, and you, the first time I watched this, which was only just a couple of weeks ago, after, I, honestly, it was before I was uh, taking coronavirus seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people on Twitter were just talking about this movie, mm-hmm. made me want to watch it. Uh, I was expecting the device with the population to like where you go back to. Like Tokyo later and it shows the population and then it's like a smaller number, but mm-hmm. I don't think it really does that. No, it doesn't
2: do that. Yeah. Um, we also get to see them die. So we know that Yeah, it's a fast acting. Yeah, it's fast acting. It's really fast acting. Uh, takes about maybe three days in total for mm-hmm. them. Because pretty much as soon as she gets home um i want to say maybe the next day yeah is when when she like has a seizure
1: yeah the guy um the guy in hong kong dies riding the bus mm-hmm. uh oh no 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 uh oh yeah no the guy in japan the guy in tokyo dies riding the bus the yes. guy in hong kong you see him at the outdoor food market yeah and it's like all blurry and shaky yeah The camera and then he gets hit. He just wanders in the street and is struck by a truck. Yeah. We also see his girlfriend dying. Yeah. Well, uh, to go just to go back to the truck thing, I like how right from the start, within the first handful of deaths you get in this movie, they're not all directly uh, dying from the disease. Mm -hmm. It's already exploring like the chain reaction of the disease uh, being like death by truck is a is it, an option yeah it's not the disease but it's because of that that yeah the chaos and it sets off the chain reaction that's yeah. that explored further mm-hmm. yeah and then the girlfriend dies too yeah. she's uh, what found in her apartment on the bus with Oceans her ashes yeah, yeah. Whew, lots of death right from the start yes and then uh, back to Minneapolis
2: yeah we get there yeah. and the first thing she does is she hugs her son Yes. Yeah,
1: Mister Son. Mm-hmm. She's greeted by her husband, who's played by Matt Damon. Yes, doing, doing his one of one of his uh, everyman roles, where he's like, <laughs> you know, he's Matt Damon, he's and he's just man. like a a normal guy, Matt Damon. Mm-hmm.
0: He's he not born.
1: A, yeah, he's not like super soldier or like genius astronaut guy. Mm-hmm. He's just everyman Matt Damon, <laughs> and I think his character like throughout Contagion is like probably the closest to like the audience surrogate, like what this is how everyday people are being which affected. Is,
2: which is weird because I I thought that, but then I also thought like this per this movie doesn't have a person on the ground really.
1: It's Matt Damon.
2: It's Matt Damon. But
1: it's just under weird circumstances because yeah. uh movies do this thing in the very beginning, where to set up the protagonist and to uh, establish empathy between the audience and the protagonist, like they'll get dumped by their girlfriend or boyfriend or mm-hmm. they'll uh, lose their job or they'll lose their apartment. They'll get evicted. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a pretty common thing in the first act of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Damon in this one gets gets it rough.
0: Yeah, he, <laughs> he really does it rough. very quickly, too.
1: Just chatting with his wife, Gwyneth, who's getting coffee a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. Well all of a sudden she just collapses to the ground yeah. and uh, has a seizure. Yeah, foaming from the mouth. Mhm. And he's just shouting Beth, Beth, Beth. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And then the kid sees it and that's that's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh they rush her to the hospital where um she
2: seizes up again and uh she dies. She dies on the table. The doctor tells Matt this news. It's and he, an interesting
1: sequence. Yeah. He's not
2: really able to like comprehend it because after he's like her heart stopped and she died, he's like, okay, so when can I speak to her? Right. Because like it happened so quick. Like she was, she was there and she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And.
1: The son. Oh gosh. If you thought that was bad. Right. If you so, already feel bad for Matt Damon's character, just wait till he gets the call on the drive home. Right. So the son is sick
2: and he brought him home from school. So mm-hmm. we get those lingering shots of him like coughing at school and like touching the door.
1: We see the door after they leave. Yeah. yeah. And we so, like the
2: germs are the, on the, the door.
1: The way that scene is cut, cause this, at this point, it's jumping back and forth to a different a couple of different stories Mm -hmm. when he's picking up his son from school and taking him out. Uh, They leave the building and we linger on the door as it's closing, but Mm -hmm. it it cuts to the next scene before the door actually closes fully. So you Mm -hmm. just have like, it's the openness. I like that. It's like, Oh, it's out there. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, he gets the call on the way home from the hospital from, uh, I guess the babysitter. Yeah. Next door neighbor. Uh, Something's wrong. Yeah, son rushes in and uh, son's dead too. Son is dead, wide-eyed, eye, wide wide-eyed, open, dead too. Um, so yeah, definitely a sympathetic character right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like felt for him. It could be you, yeah. So he's uh, quarantined, yeah, isolated, mm-hmm. and we find out he's he's still got some family, he has a daughter, yeah, survived, yeah. Which was just like that silver lining, I suppose, mm-hmm. of like
2: he's not alone. Like, oh, man, there's there's still someone for him. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, he's glad that she's around. Yeah. That she's OK. And that she wasn't around. Right. When, you know, they were home. She feels bad that she wasn't around, but he's happy because that means she's there now.
2: Yeah.
1: And they're having this whole conversation through the glass because he's quarantined.
2: Yeah. But he um, is like has shown no si- symptoms so far.
1: No, no, no symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, the, in his next scene, he's interviewed by Kate Winslet's character, who we'll get more into later. Mm-hmm. They have a, a this one scene together, this intersection of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is uh, an epidemiologist. <laughs> it's a fun word to say.
2: So her and and um, Mariam, That's how you say Marion
1: Cotillard. Yeah, yeah.
2: She uh, they're, they they have the the same. Job title, right? They're they're kind of the same thing, but one is like American-based and one is world-based.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kate Winslet works for the CDC, the okay. Cyber Disease Control. Mm-hmm. Aaron Cotillard works for WHO, the World Health Organization. Okay. That's what I thought, because yeah. it seemed like they were doing the same thing. They're both investigating the case. Yeah. I guess uh, Kate Winslet's character is directly investigating uh, Beth. Emhoff, who is Gwyneth Paltrow's character, I man, yeah. Cotillard is just like trying to find patient zero. Yeah. Who, and it leads her to Beth and Emhoff, who's yeah. suspected to be patient zero. Yeah. Okay. So to get more information, Winslet comes into, uh, uh, Damon's isolation chamber mm-hmm. <laughs> to ask some questions about, uh, where was your wife? She was there for business. Does she mm-hmm. travel a lot? Uh, what do you know about her layover in Hong Kong of oh, she added extra time to it. and She left I the airport. Could, I couldn't tell
2: if that was key. I was just like, is this someone right? Cause she's could, got the mask yeah. and the biohazard. Scene. Yeah. I couldn't tell. It's okay. Hard. That's what that was. Okay. That makes sense.
1: And then, you know, his wife dies, his son dies. This guy, <laughs> it's got some bad luck. Yeah. But then you get the little cherry on top, by the way, we think your wife was cheating on you. Yeah. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. Uh, Cause the whole layover in Chicago thing sparks a, a light bulb for Damon to be yeah. like, Oh, this guy, she used to be with John Neal lives there. Mm-hmm. Why is he sick too? And then yeah. his first instinct is, did he do this? Did he give this to her? Yeah. And nothing. Cause I'm sure this man has uh, caused him some trouble in the past. Right. Um, the um, the autopsy, right? Yeah, the doctor was the autopsy because I don't know what happened.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty well done. Like the the like the the prosthetics, the like effect mm. of it. Of yeah, like it really looks her like skull cutting. cutting her, her like head off. Yeah, her skin flap over her face.
1: Yeah, I wrote in my notes. Now that's goop. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um,
2: And this is like, I I like this moment a lot because this is one of those like, uh uh-oh, moments. Yeah, Yeah, when they look at her brain and it looks off. We don't get to see it, but by their reaction, you can tell like there's like... I picture like her having like black spots or something. Yeah,
1: something, and something then, weird. Uh, yeah. Like the junior doctor asks his uh the senior doctor, uh, what should I do? And he says, I want you to back away from the table. Away, yeah. He says, Who should I call? Everyone. Call everyone. And it's crazy too because as like they're cutting her
2: skull open, there's like some blood splatter on his yeah, mask. Yeah. And you know, like
1: it's that guy
2: is already sick.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, That's one of these moments in in Contagion where, like, because of one of the scenes, everything just ramps up. And then we go back to other uh, storyline threads and they're just on, like, another level. Yeah. So this is one of those where it just, like, ratchets up the the tension. Yeah. So the next time we see Damon is... uh, He's trying to... um, Keep his daughter inside because Mm -hmm. he's been released from isolation. He's somehow immune to it.
2: Yeah. You can see as like they're walking through uh, the waiting area Mm -hmm. that is uh, getting really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like starting to get loud.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he's worried because his daughter is still uh, vulnerable to Mm -hmm. the virus. Yeah. So he's uh, trying to keep her inside Mm -hmm. the house, even though her crush it's so sad he's like, like comes to the door with some flowers yeah Damon's like no you stay outside yeah of uh, yeah <laughs> the, the crush is like all right I'll just leave these flowers he's like no you take them away
2: yeah take the flowers
1: too he's uh you know definitely traumatized losing so many people close in his life yeah uh, trying to hold on to who he still has yeah and I like that the daughter understands that yeah at, at this point she's understanding yeah. mm-hmm. but it's still like damn yeah. My crush is interested in me, but Daddy won't let me leave the house. Right? <laughs> uh, he's trying to bury his wife.
2: Yeah, and he can't. The um
1: the the funeral home won't allow it. Yeah, like even like, though their insurance or whatever, even though the family already has a plot at the cemetery. Yeah, the funeral home's not letting uh, them bury the body, and they they're pushing for cremation, even though that were that yeah. wasn't. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's wishes.
2: Yeah. They think that uh, the bodies are still contagious, even in death. Yeah, it could be like a
1: zombie thing.
2: Who knows? Who knows? And they want to be as far away
1: from that as possible. I think it's around this time where we see, I'm only mentioning it now because there's no uh, significant characters in this small sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to, like, the mass graves in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm or outside of Hong Kong,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, just, like, bodies after bodies just being piled, like, on top of each other and a yeah. ditch and then covered with gravel. Yeah. And that mention of uh, not having enough body bags.
2: Yeah, that's... The, the mass grave thing is so, like, upsetting.
1: Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. Yeah. And...
2: Especially uh, because uh, there there's a, a character, I mean, that we care about that is eventually thrown into
1: one of those mass graves. Right.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So we, we focus on some other stories for a little bit. Yeah. So some time passes until we get back to Matt Damon's character. Yeah. Because the next time we see him, things have gotten real bad.
2: Yeah. It's like maybe like day 20 or something. And uh, they're trying to go to the grocery store. And the it's like a zombie
1: movie at this point. Yeah, with um, that one woman, like he's like turning at the end of the aisle, and the woman's just standing there and coughs. Yeah, and she like reaches out. out her Help arm. Help me! Help me! Yeah, it's uh, and they gotta go. Like, nah, we
2: can't. Don't yeah, touch they, anything. They leave like, without none any of
0: groceries.
2: food, no. Yeah, and the like, the shelves were empty anyway. Yeah, and people are like breaking into the banks, so they're not only taking yeah. what they need, they're also taking like. What they want.
1: It's uh just chaos.
2: Yeah. It takes no time to get to that point.
1: So he decides, let's get out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Wisconsin. Yeah. It's a more isolated area. Yeah, and his uh ex-wife is there, his daughter's mom. Right.
2: Yes. Um, but they're they're turned turned around yeah, they,
1: they get to the bridge and they're stopped by I guess like the National Guard or someone. Mm-hmm. Uh they've got the whole state on lockdown. Mm-hmm. So you got to turn around and there's a bunch of cars behind them also trying to get out of the state. But at this point, uh, they can't. Yeah. Even though Matt Damon's shouting about how he's, he doesn't have the disease yeah, neither can't. does her daughter. But the National Guard is like, she does. She does have it. Right. Which is concerning. I mean, she she doesn't, but right. she's at risk. Yeah. But now she has risk. to stay in the area that has a bunch of cases.
2: Yeah. Day um, 26 um Except and the, this is very
1: supplies riot
2: yeah uh it's day 26 and mills are exhausted the free mills that they were handing out to people
1: yeah
2: um as soon as they say that people start rushing to other people that got mills to like
1: steal from them yeah and like the trucks mm-hmm. the national guard trucks mm-hmm. uh and this is why I say Matt Damon's like the guy on the ground because we're seeing like how, how are people getting mm-hmm. these, the things they need to survive like food. Mm-hmm. And also it's like it's when people start to like go nuts and riot at this point, Matt Damon's like the calm, measured guy he's shouting. He's so calm. They're going into trucks and he's like taking the world high ground like there's nothing in there. What are you yeah. guys doing? Yeah, he tried
2: to this, – this man like stole from this lady. He tried to like – stop him right. but then another man just swooped in and took her belongings. Yeah, he tried but
1: it wasn't enough. Yeah. Uh after that he breaks into his neighbor's house.
2: Yeah, he w- he sees that like there's a home invasion uh, potentially. Right. He sees gunshots at night mm-hmm. and he tries to call 911 but uh, of course 911 is like way busy. Yeah. And so he can't speak to anybody. Mm-hmm. There's like no help.
1: So he gets into his uh, neighbor's house mm-hmm. and he gets a shotgun. Yeah. Um, so even though he was uh, being like the moral one at the food supply riot, now he's being forced to break some some rules that he would have previously yeah. followed in society like no trespassing yeah. or don't steal things right. or this seems like a guy that's I mean, clearly, he doesn't already own a gun, but now yeah. he feels it's necessary to be protected. Yeah. If I yeah. if I also witnessed that, like that, people
2: were like now going around like being very hostile and uh, not only stealing but killing, I would yeah. also try and take those protective protective measures as well. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's just a big snowball. Yeah. The, the violence starts, and then the people that wouldn't be uh, violent then are. Have to react, and a large amount of them mm-hmm. then becomes more violence. Yeah, that's kind of human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snow Angels.
2: Right? Yeah, his daughter sneaks out with with Andrew. She's
1: a she's a teenager. Yeah, living her best life under this uh, pandemic. Yeah, uh, just trying to be a normal teenager, mm-hmm. doing like a like a high school. Sweetheart, type of thing, Mm -hmm. but she stopped because of the circumstances she's in. But it's cute for a little bit, they're making strong angels. Yeah, and then he gets a little too close. They're both wearing masks, but he does get on top of her and put his face up near her. Yeah, and that's when uh, daddy comes in. Yeah, Matt Damon comes in with, with
2: with the shotgun yeah uh,
1: with the shotgun yeah i like <laughs> that he doesn't point play. it at him
2: because that's not the type of person he is he, yeah but he's still holding he's shotgun. still holding it he's no just it like, is Go.
1: right after he got it yeah <laughs> but he is like get off her yeah uh so now he's putting her in full lockdown yeah so sorry to his daughter but she will not be able to live a normal life for now Mm-hmm. next time we see them uh the vaccine has been uh, created and is starting to be distributed. Mm-hmm. The way that's happening is through a lottery. Yeah. Uh, it's a like birthday, a birthday lottery. lottery. Yeah. It's not years, just month and date. So forever. Like the, everyone born on March 10th. Yeah. That's the first uh, date. Yeah. You'll yeah. be able to get uh, the vaccine on day one and then they draw again. Yeah. So this date is day two.
2: Yeah. So it's going to take a year the to daughter, get everyone
1: vaccinated. The daughter gets uh, her birthday is picked uh, the 144th day. Yeah, and Damon's trying to be all positive.
2: Yeah, Andrew's actually is the third day. Hmm? He's number three. Andrew's number three. Who's Andrew? Andrew's the her crush.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, he's number three. Oh, so she's all mad that he's number three and she's number 144. There's all those days that he'll get to be outside in the world and go places, but she'll have to wait.
2: Inside.
1: And uh, yeah, when you're a teenager, especially, uh, I mean, a month can feel like five years. Yeah. Just the way uh, emotions are at that stage. Mm -hmm. She's probably scared he's going to move on without her. Yeah, she can't get that time back. She can't get it. But Matt Damon's trying to be positive, saying, hey, you're still got drawn. Your date got drawn before a lot of other people. Right. 144 is still the first top 50%. Right. Um, We should probably stop there, right? Why not? Why not finish it out with Prompt Night? Okay.
2: Um,
1: All right. 144 days later. All right,
2: right. All right. Um, so yeah, um, Matt does this, this cute thing for his daughter where he has uh, like a private prom for her, um, and Andrew, uh, gets to come over, um, yeah. and he shows that he has this band. The band comes in later in the movie as a way to prove that you
1: are either immune or vaccinated. Yeah, it comes with the vaccine. He uses the wristband. Um, we see Matt Damon go into a department store. Of course, the uh, department store is still open. Super empty, but he has to show the band to a security guard to get in. Yeah, We don't know what he's doing there, but then later we see he got a gift for his daughter. and mm-hmm. a dress. Mm-hmm. Um, he's upstairs getting, finding the camera from the closet. Yeah. It's an emotional moment where he turns he- on the digital camera and sees... His wife's photos yeah. from her trip. Yeah,
2: um, there are some very important photos. I would say. Yeah. Uh, on that camera, that probably would have been helpful, but by this point, they aren't important anymore because, right. um, and they, and in the other storylines, they figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like it is, like it was the 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 information was was with him the whole time. True. Yeah.
1: Um his daughter puts on a U2 song <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: as Andrew comes down and they mm-hmm. get to uh, slow dance. They get to be close to each other. Yeah. And uh, it's starting to become normal. I mean, it's a prom, private prom in their basement with just two people, but yeah. uh, it's still some semblance of the high school experience. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a wrap on Matt Damon. Yeah. I am so glad that Contagion is not just all about Matt Damon's character. Yeah. How boring would that be? Or any of these characters? Um, is
2: there any care? We could probably save that, save save this question for the end, but is there any character in this movie, uh, if it was just like them, you would be like entertained by, like just like their storyline? Yeah, for a whole movie.
1: Um, Probably not. I mean, Mm. weirdly enough, maybe Marion Cotillard, even though she probably has the smallest amount of screen time. Mm -hmm. She's like just in the beginning and then again at the end. Yeah. Uh, But I think her arc is is compelling. Mm -hmm. It goes in a lot of different places. But no, Mm. like I I don't think it would be enough.
2: Maybe for me, I would say maybe Jude Laws. Just because like that. I was thinking that. False prophet type of. Situation he put yourself in. I was
1: thinking that, but would you really want to be spending more time with that character?
2: Nah, he was like he was like the antagonist of the movie. I would I would say like the the, the sickness is like the real like antagonist, yeah, right. but he's also like an antagonist of of, of <laughs> the movie.
1: Uh, well, we already mentioned uh, Kate Winslet, right? She was brought into Damon's storyline. So, should we talk about her? Yeah, I have as My my. My storyline
2: number two with uh, with Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburn as well.
1: Yeah, their first scenes are... Uh, her first scene is with Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. He's her superior. He's sending her out into the field, as I yeah. said, to uh, try to find out uh, what happened to Beth Emhoff. Yeah, he sends her to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's picked up at an airport. Mm-hmm. And the guy picking her up tells her... Uh, she needs a coat. Wouldn't yeah. want you to catch a cold. Right. That's a cruel line. Knowing what, what her fate is. Yeah, and also her but reaction she a coat and it's, it's a just point. like, uh, like
2: that. That would be like the like the least
1: of my worries. Yeah, the least of
2: my worries. If I got a cold, that'd be
1: fine. She does end up getting a coat though, and it comes back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's investigating Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Gwyneth Paltrow worked for this uh, giant global conglomerate it's not really clear what the company does mm-hmm. it's a i m m mm-hmm. uh so she's in their offices yeah. trying to get some information mm-hmm. from the people that are still there but all they want to ask k winslick's character is like
2: am i sick Roundabout questions I about am yeah. i sick
1: like i used to take yoga with her am i am i going to be okay
2: yeah and like
1: i went out to lunch with her
2: all right And when was that? Ten days
1: ago? No. The incubation period is is smaller than that. But then she discovers that she was picked up in uh, Minnesota when she got back by Mm -hmm. a driver uh, hired by her company. Yeah. So she gets the number for the driver and calls. And you can tell right away when he picks up the phone, oh, this guy's sick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's also on public trance and he, he's
1: also touching everything. Yeah. She's like, where are you? And he says, the bus. And you're like, Oh, fuck.
2: Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> I feel like everyone in this movie coughs into their hands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Folks, cough into your elbow. Yes. And wash your hands.
2: Yes. Um, I think in this, in this movie, Kate Winslet is like my favorite character because she is yeah. like so informative. Mm hmm. And she, like, breaks everything down in, like, simple terms. She's, like, the opposite of, like, Jennifer's character. Who, when, like, ever, ever she's, like, talking about stuff, I'm just, like, I don't understand what she's talking about. But there's that scene where um, Kate is in that, the, the, the conference
1: mm-hmm.
2: with the people. I don't know who they are exactly, um, but they're, like...
1: Government workers. Yeah, and, They're like, trying to understand...
2: Yeah, and proceed. And like they're they're meeting her with conflict and just talking about like shopping. Just talking about shopping and like yep. like okay, so we send the kids home, but like who stays home with the kids, right? And she like she just gets up and starts breaking it down of like the I think it's called the r not right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is like the the uh reproduction rate of a disease. And mm-hmm. she goes, So the flu is one, right? So like you're bound to pass it on Most to at least one. Flu,
1: yeah, pass it on to, to one
2: person. Smallpox it was three, mm-hmm. and with uh, polio it was four to six. Mm-hmm. Right, so they need to figure out what is the reproduction rate
1: of yeah, this sickness. And knowing that number can help us determine what kind of uh, precautions we need to take.
2: Yeah, uh, because they don't want to just tell people to be cautious if, because they don't know what to be cautious of. Yeah. And that this swine, the swine
1: flu was brought up H1N1 saying, Hey, the last time this happened, uh, we just panicked people. No one really got sick. Yeah. We yeah. panicked healthy people. Right. Yeah. Um, so she's in Minneapolis now, uh, you know, we talked about the scene, her, she interviews Matt Damon mm-hmm. and her next step is, uh, You know, the school is closed Mm -hmm. that the child went to, Mm -hmm. um, and there's about to be like just Minneapolis is deemed like a big danger zone for this, uh, so she's with a guy showing her an empty arena and she says, okay, this is great. Within 24 to 48 hours, we need to set up a full, Mm -hmm. uh, shelter medical shelter yeah shelter with beds and triage outside and, and now find in me basement. and now find me three more places like this yeah uh so yeah really a really effective competent uh person at her job yeah a real hero uh, getting shit done
2: yeah yeah she is like the a hero very cuz she's very active and she's on the ground um, But then, like, the
1: worst thing happens yeah, to her. Very tragically, we see her wake up in her hotel room uh, coughing and sweating. Yeah. So we get a sweaty Kate Blanchett or Kate Winslet. Kate did the Tom Crease thing <laughs> again. And uh, those two Kates aren't even spelled the same. No. Um, Kate Winslet with a K.
2: Yeah. And she's uh, up coughing. She's sick. She's sick. And it's just like, it just it goes to show, like, even the people that know what they're doing are susceptible to this. You know what I mean? Like, no amount of not touching your face and washing your hands or whatever is going to, like, keep you from getting sick. Oh,
1: right. I meant to mention the guy she's talking to in the arena before. She keeps telling him, stop touching your face. Yeah,
2: it's a funny moment.
1: uh, Just the reminder of that is... (laughs) I always like then pay attention to my own face and all of a sudden just feel like an itch, yeah, and if you're li- if you're lot. listening to this podcast <laughs> right now, I'm sure you're now thinking about touching or not touching your face, yeah, uh that's not too, yeah, so she wakes up coughing and her first instinct is to call the hotel management and warn them. Give me the names, and numbers of whoever was cleaning this room.
2: Mm -hmm. And Uh, the waiter that delivered my food last
1: night. She's really trying to do her part to contain it, do whatever she can. Yeah. So she calls up Lawrence Fishburne. Mm -hmm. Cheever is his character's name. Mm -hmm. I like that last name. Cheever. It's like uh, in movies when you get like a government worker, they're always like called by their last name. Mm Cheever is a good one. Uh, he says hey she says hey I'm sick yeah. uh, my symptoms match the symptoms of this disease and he says alright we'll fly you home yeah. uh, just get some rest we'll, I'll make sure uh, we get you out of there mm-hmm. but when we find out the details behind this but we'll talk about that I guess with Lawrence Fishman's yeah, cat with our story. story because the next time we see Kate Winslet is her waking up again now tragically in the arena yeah, that, she, that set up. she set up yeah. for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is now a patient there. Yeah. She's woken, awoken by a physician saying, hey, we'll get you to a private section. We're setting up for uh, medical workers.
2: Yeah. It's if the guy that, she was with earlier that she told to uh, stop touching his face. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And he's yeah, he's had a whole suit on and, and his face is
1: protected and all that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now she's just another one of the masses.
0: Yeah
2: yeah her story is very very short
1: yeah and then the next time we see her once again just waking up in a strange place and now the camera's doing like the fuzzy thing that's mm-hmm. been uh showing the perspective of uh, the the, uh sick. the the sick folks yeah before they die pretty much yeah and uh she wakes up next to someone also Who, dying
2: yeah and they have uh the chills they're cold and uh i love this moment because. Um, she tries to like even in like her her illness. Right.
1: She takes off her coat and tries to give it to him, but it just falls on the floor because she's so weak. Yeah, the nun that's treating this man because, of course, it's a nun. Mm-hmm. It's just volunteers at this point because mm-hmm. we've seen through Kate Winslet's character that the medical professionals are obviously also susceptible to this. Yeah, we learn in uh,
2: Lawrence's story that the nurses are on strike. Mm because he explains that all they're doing is putting healthy people next to sick
1: people and right. the healthy people don't get sick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So the nun explains that there's a shortage of blankets. They're yeah. hoping more will be donated, but she can't get him one. Yeah. So yeah. And her dying, her last dying act is, uh, the jacket she must've gotten in the meantime. Like yeah. since the guy said, you should, you better get a jacket. Yeah. Um, Yeah, trying to help, but it's uh, somewhat futile. Yeah. But very well-intentioned.
0: Yeah.
2: And then uh, the next cut is... Oh, it's rough. Yeah, it's her... Remember that mass grave? Yeah, it's her in a a bag. Mm Mm-hmm. Just just
1: another dead body. Just another
2: dead body in a bag out there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's really, really sad.
1: Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah, Ike Turner. Yeah. <laughs> talking about him again, we are. He's um, great. Yeah, and I, I like I like him. Um, I mean, uh, seeing him in What's Love Got to Do with It as just such a villain. Yeah, was new for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely more used to Lawrence Fishburne in these types of roles. Mm-hmm. He plays it so well, just like uh, a man in a position of authority, just authority figure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He, he just has such, I don't know what it is, his, just his presence Real, and like, his deep um, voice. Yeah, he gives instructions stacher. really well.
2: Yeah. Very, like, he can do stoic very well,
1: very stoic, like yeah, stoic. posed and, like, solid very well. Yeah. So he uh, is the i guess the head of the cdc mm-hmm. which the headquarters is in atlanta i did not write down the population but the movie did tell you mm-hmm. <laughs> first time we see him he's uh getting to work leaving his car in the parking garage yeah and we meet a custodian that works there played by john hawks in a very small role but mm-hmm. it's one of those movies where even car- actors were like oh yeah that guy yeah. in it right, in small roles right. um He's a custodian just asking uh, the head of the CDC uh, mm-hmm. for medical advice. All right. This is, of course, before the outbreak. It's just like he's got a rash or something. Mm-hmm. Um. Like he's ADD. Oh, it's about his ADD.
2: Yeah, it's about ADD.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. And he's like, I'm not that kind of doctor. I can recommend someone to... Um... Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that is, that uh, dynamic is established. Then, no. uh
2: I wish it would have followed... That character a little bit more just because, um,
1: just his struggle. Yeah, because he is you like think he a, could have a been more line. of the everyman. That's yeah, I think he could
2: have been more of the everyman than because he would have been. He's more because he
1: wasn't related to patient to someone who can be seen as patient zero. Yeah, I guess she was patient zero, right? No, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like either her or the the chef, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, We we only get uh, three. He's only in three scenes, I yeah. think. Yeah, because he's in a nice... He has,
2: like, Matt Damon character has, like, a nice house and, like, security and all that stuff. So, like, for the most part... And he's also immune, so he's fine. Right. But, like, his character is on, like, the lower end of, like, property, Yeah, we'll talk maybe. about it when
1: we get there, when we see his house. But there's a shot that involves that that I am a big fan of. Yeah. So... Lawrence, you know, sends out Kate Winslet's character into the field. Yeah. He uh, says, I used to be in the field. Call me the second you've run into any trouble. I'll help you out.
0: Yeah.
2: If you're struggling, call me at three in the morning. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: your guy. Uh, then he's uh, brought into a crisis room with a bunch of government officials. Yeah. One of which is Brian Cranston. Yes. In a military, decorated military garb. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, high up in there. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what his title was. Uh, so this is just on the, he's being briefed on the onset of this, uh, virus. Yeah. And they're like, what is it? And he's like, it's way too early to tell these, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to start testing right. it. And then uh, they're wondering if it's chemical warfare. Yeah. Of course they, they throw
2: that out early. to see like, if it's an attack on the, like on
1: America. Yeah. There's that line that was in the trailer. Uh, uh, what if they turn the bird flu into a weapon? And then Lawrence Fishburne is like, they don't have to. The birds already did that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I love that point that this is, um, the virus is like this living thing mm-hmm. that's uh, atta- attacking humans. It's yeah. uh, its his own. There's a line elsewhere. Uh, I think it's when Kate Winslow is with the government people and she's like, uh, The uh, a shark in a movie scares people away from the beach, but the warning on cigarette cartons uh, doesn't stop anyone from smoking them. Yeah. Uh, So I think I don't know. I wonder if in 2011 this the virus was seen as like a shark, and if it turned anyone into like to have some germophobic tendencies. Mm. Um. So yeah, Fishburne doesn't think it's chemical warfare. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, we we got to figure this out." Mm-hmm. And Brian Cranston gives him orders: don't tell anyone about this until it's time to tell everyone about this. Yeah, I think the the next scene with Fishburne—he's breaking this this rule, <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, actually, uh, I want to say. He gets that information about the um, from Jennifer about mm-hmm. what the what the what the virus is yeah. and what where the clusters are. And, mm-hmm. like, and like he pretty much they find the origin. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I have that under. Yeah. But
1: for you, we story. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's yeah that's more part
2: him. of her story. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the next time we see him is when he's breaking that rule.
1: Yeah, Cranston tells him, Don't tell anyone. And uh so he gets on the phone and calls his fiance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: played by uh Sanai F- Lathan, Lathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and says, Hey, get the fuck out of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, like, come, come here to, to Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah,
2: come to Atlanta.
1: I'll protect you.
2: And don't tell anyone. And don't get close to anyone. But uh of course she does tell someone.
1: Right away. She's on the phone talking talking to a girlfriend. Yeah. And, uh, she, I mean, she, the girlfriend knows that her fiance, her friend's fiance works for the CDC is high up there. So she, she says, What does he think about it? So, yeah, she reveals, Yeah, it's, it's serious. serious.
2: And she's like, What do you mean, serious? And she's like, I'm getting out of town. She's like, Oh my
1: God. Yeah. So she's one of the, Simon one of the first people in the stores, like taking stuff off the, the uh, shelves. Mm-hmm. She gets in the car and she's able to get out of uh, Chicago, unlike, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, who stopped because he doesn't have someone on the inside telling him in it's the house. Yeah. Uh, after Fishburne gets off the phone, though, and says, don't tell anyone, surprise. Yeah. The custodian, John Hawks, was there the whole time. Yep. He says, How much of that did you hear? John Hawks is like, I got people too, you know? Yeah. And it uh just highlights, like, yeah, he's got this privileged information that they're not, and they're not telling the public everything they know because they're trying to control the public response. Yeah, and yet he's telling his loved ones. Yeah, who's to say that uh, John Hawkes's loved ones aren't as important?
2: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I totally, I get it. I understand that feeling of having information, and like, how do you not tell? Mm-hmm. You declare. Closest person to you, like, hey, you need to get out of town, right? How do you just let them sit there and potentially get sick? You don't. It you, turns out,
0: yeah.
1: Next time we see him, he's uh, being interviewed mm-hmm. on TV, yeah, and it's uh, trying to explain why the response is so low, is so slow, yeah, and it's because there's 50 different states, they all have their own uh, protocols, so we gotta navigate all that and we're still trying to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, We got the vaccine, but we need to develop it, mass produce it and get it to everyone. And then uh,
2: it's... They they have it at that point? They don't have it at that point. They don't have the vaccine at that point. Oh, okay. Because she definitely, Jennifer definitely like gets it like late.
1: Okay. They don't have the vaccine yet. Yeah, he pretty much is
2: just giving people the bare minimum, which is like to wash their hands.
1: Yeah. And then it because it's one of those TV shows, they have the talking head representing the opposing view. Yes. Which is blogger Jude Law. Yeah. Who we will get to. Yes, we will. But he uh, you know, he reads Lawrence Fishburne in the Riot Act and calls him out for uh holding on to the information and not telling the public everything. And guess what? We have records that you called uh your fiance.
2: Yeah. And he's kind
1: of blindsided by that.
2: Yeah. Other information.
1: And then his bosses, uh, Brian Cranston, some other guy, are like, hey, guess what? We know. We know. There's going to be an internal investigation Yeah, and going the, into this. is going to be hearings, but we can't fire you. Yeah, we can't
2: afford to lose you right now.
1: You're the only person that can help us. So now this guy, he's got to keep working to, uh, you know, manage all the different people working to get the vaccine and the cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing he's going to have to fall on a sword after this and be one of the public uh, scapegoats. scapegoats. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so
1: another tragic uh, fate for one of the heroes.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get back into his sto- story until day one hundred and thirty-one. When after the the vaccine is found.
1: Yeah. After the vaccine is made, but before everyone gets it. Yeah. uh, We are with Sonny Latham in their apartment. Yeah. After Cheever goes to work, Mm -hmm. their home's broken into because they know he he lives there. He might have the vaccine. Yeah. Happens to me just the day before they're about to get the vaccine, too. Yeah. And luckily, they didn't seriously hurt her either. She's shouting, "Don't touch me! Don't touch me!" And yeah, and they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Fishburn gets the vaccine. Yeah, from Cranston. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to wait in the giant lines at the public. Yeah, he gets to. two. Yeah, we see like shots of like these football stadiums and people waiting in lines, and each person is like five feet apart. Yeah. Uh, you never see lines like that, <laughs> uh, but no, he's privileged. He's in the government. Yeah, he's in the circle, so he just gets hand handed the vaccine while he's in the office. Yeah, he gets two for him and his wife mm-hmm. because they got married in between sequences. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't administer. Cranston's like, "Hey, let's do it now." He's like, "No, my wife will want to do, do it." Do it together.
2: Which makes sense.
1: It makes sense, but that doesn't end up being the case. Yeah. Because the next thing we see, he's at John Hawks' house, which is a very modest sized home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh and the shot I was spoke of just a few minutes ago that like I don't know cars, so I don't I don't know what kind of car is driving, but mm-hmm. it seems like a Benz or like a beamer. Or, mm-hmm. A Rolls Royce, one of these luxury cars. All right, I didn't even
2: pay attention to the. It's car. the
1: way know. that outside of John Hawkes' house is framed with Cheever's car right in front of it. Mm-hmm. Like somehow the distance they got, it's like the width of the car takes up the exact same space mm-hmm. that the house does, mm-hmm. and it just shows the the wealth imbalance. Yeah, uh, and pretty much visually saying these things are equal. Like uh, he drives a car that's as much money as the house. Right, it's just his
2: car. Right, and also his house is boarded up, Mm -hmm. right? And all the houses on the block are boarded up as well. And that's something that Matt Damon didn't have to do.
1: Matt Damon, who's living in a a suburb in Minneapolis. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: So, yeah, we see in these pretty subtle ways how the pandemic affects disproportionately uh, lower income Mm -hmm. uh, areas and humans. Yeah. And so yeah, he gives her, he gives the little boy the the vaccine,
2: um, and he can't give him the the bracelet that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they know, and he puts it on on himself even though he's not cured. Now yeah, I don't but- know exactly like what that entails for him.
1: I mean, um, yeah, we don't really follow up. We don't get a follow up on that. Yeah.
2: Like eventually, like if he gets sick eventually, like, or like, is he, is he fine or, you know, exactly like what his, his future is like, is he able to get the the cure again? You know what I mean? Um, and he gives the, the other vaccine to his wife. So
1: yeah. He, yeah. After he gives the vaccine to the custodian's son, he does this little line, this line delivery that I like where he, uh. Administers the vaccine, then shakes the kid's hand, and he yeah. says, you know where that came from, shaking hands? Mm-hmm. It's from the old days. It was a way to show you weren't a threat. You shake hands to show you don't have a weapon. Right. And it's just kind of interesting because they thought originally maybe this was weaponized. This right. is warfare.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: if you shake hands with someone, even though it doesn't look like you have a weapon, you're still... Potentially putting them in danger.
2: Right. And he's, he also shakes the the custodian's hand. Yeah. Which is kind of dangerous. Because he right. doesn't have the vaccine anymore. Mm-hmm. He's not taking it for himself. And also, he didn't give the vaccine to the custodian. Just his child. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, is it stated that the custodian never got vaccinated?
2: Well, I would assume... His, birth, so. his birthday may
1: have been...
2: One of the first ones? First, yeah. Maybe.
1: Uh, so that's a, that's a wrap on Fishburne. Yeah. He gives his fiance the vaccine. It's like a syringe up the nose. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen that before.
2: Yeah. That's an interesting one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she has some guilt that she got it early, earlier than her birthday. Yeah. But he says, you're, we're family. You're my wife. She says, she's like, if I weren't your wife, I wouldn't be getting this. Yeah. We'll have to wait. But you you are my wife. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Jude Jude law. Jude law. The the goofiest character in this uh-huh. in this movie Contagion. Mhm. he gets uh, to be a Brit too. Also the most Yeah, he, well he is a Brit. He is a Brit, but he, he like he gets to be, to be a Brit. Yeah. Is he the can we talk about the teeth? Did you notice that? Yeah, he is has that, a, like the That's like, not He has a real teeth, right? Or is it no. just Jude law um I
2: don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I haven't looked at his face. enough. No, they
1: probably like accentuated the the British thing. I don't yeah. know. It, it makes him look like someone you can't trust. Right. Yeah. Uh, a very 2011 thing. He's a, a blogger. Yes. This is just on the cusp of like, wait, maybe blogs are becoming a real thing. They're gaining huge audiences. They're taking over print media. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah I mean this is only nine years ago, but it's that whole story has uh expanded a lot
0: yeah
2: and uh he's at the he's at the the i i guess the the forefront um as far as like uh getting the news out there of whatever this sickness is on his blog he has the video of the videos. man from Japan dying on the bus,
1: yeah, and his whole thing is yeah we only Have seen videos of a couple cases, but imagine all the cases. Yeah, people didn't have the opportunity to the foresight to die in front of a camera. Yeah. Um. So one of his early scenes, he's at the San Francisco Chronicle, the newspaper office, pitching Mm -hmm. the story about this virus, just in the very early stages of it, before people have any information about it. Mm -hmm. But he's got some quote unquote leads, which are really just conspiracy theories and he's yeah. dismissed he just, for just peddling conspiracy theories. Yeah, he
2: conspiracies.
1: Um so yeah, he's the they don't take his pitch. Yeah. He leaves the office frustrated, shouting about how print media is dead.
2: Yeah. And if you print this, I'll sue you.
1: Also just wanna note he's wearing one of those newsboy caps. Yeah. I <laughs> just <laughs> like that. Um the next time we see him. He's harassing Elliot Gould's character, who's one of the scientists yeah. who helps uh, in the fight to try to find a vaccine. Yeah, uh, Elliot Gould's just walking to his car, and Jude Law, like chases after him with the yeah. recorder in his face, asking kind him Kind of harassing
2: him. Yeah, do
1: you have the samples in this office right now? What can yeah. you tell us? Yeah, he's,
2: like, so, like, aggressive. Like, how do you expect to get any type of answer with right.
0: that
1: approach? hmm He, uh, is dismissed by l a Gould also. So, the whole establishment is dismissing this guy, the newspapers, the scientists. Yeah. He says... Because he's a blogger. He says, I'm a writer. He says, you're not a writer, you're a blogger. Blogging isn't writing. It's graffiti with punctuation. Yeah. <laughs> which is a very 2011 way to look at bloggers, which, uh you know, are pretty huge. And Jude Law loves reminding all the other characters that he has 12 million loyal followers.
2: Yeah, by the end. I think he starts with like 2 million. Oh, okay. Um, but his, because he's on the forefront of it, um, his popularity is growing. Right? Um and he takes. He has like this this bench meeting where he's just yeah. talking to this
1: guy. You love a you love a thriller where people meet in a park on yeah. the park bench like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always wanted to do that, like a uh, have a secret meeting in a park. Mm-hmm. See, so yeah, he's like a hedge fund guy.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, trying to figure out how he can make some money off of Jude Law's character uh, and his reach, his yeah. his audience.
2: Um, and he. Brings up this this drug called Forsythia.
1: Forsythia. Forsythia. It's like a natural supplement type of thing. Yeah. That uh, kind of seemingly out of nowhere Jude Law decides, yeah, there's this thing for Scythia that's going to be the cure.
2: Yeah. Um, And maybe he
1: has like... Mm, like stock
2: in this company,
1: it would, it would seem like. Well, yeah. And he's kind of telling the hedge fund guy, you know, buy some stocks in this company. Yeah. This is what I'm going to be.
2: Yeah. What I'm going to be selling my, 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 my audience. Um, and so he starts his campaign and he puts on a show. Yeah.
1: He's a video blogger now. Yeah. And he's telling his audience, I've got the virus. Yeah. But I've also got the stuff for Scythia.
0: Yeah.
2: And if I'm not dead by tomorrow, then you know it works. Surprisingly,
0: he's
1: not dead. Yeah, because the next time we see him is during the day. Mm-hmm. And he's out and about. In a full, like, you know, like well, well, not biohazard in full, but yeah, suit. His,
2: his own, his man-made biohazard suit. Yeah, he's got
1: like, you can tell it's not the same as the ones the scientists had been wearing. I like yeah. that that touch with the costuming. It's like uh, the same idea, but different Different ways, yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's putting flyers out on car windshields.
2: Yeah, the lady that he spoke to earlier is at a drugstore now. This is um around the time I want to say where, like Matt Damon character, like is trying to like go to the grocery store. Yeah, um, she's trying to get the for forsyth- Forsythia.
1: This is like after. They figured out, okay, this came from bats and pigs. And mm-hmm. This is how it's spreading. But before they got the vaccine.
2: Yeah. Uh, and uh, people are laying up for this drug that he's selling. So, obviously, right. they're watching his his his, his vlogging. Yeah. Um, there's a shortage, There's though. a shortage. And so, people start to rush. They mm-hmm. start to cut the line. And so, she's not able to get any. And she gets sick.
1: Yeah. And she's waiting out on his stoop. Yeah. He gets home from putting for Scythia fires on the windshield wipers mm-hmm. of cars mm-hmm. and uh saying, Hey, I need, I couldn't get it at the pharmacy. Can you give me some for Scythia? But mm-hmm. he doesn't have any.
2: Yeah.
1: Um I feel like he does. He says people broke in and stole it. Or I don't think he does because I don't think he was ever actually taking it. True. I don't That's think he true. was buying it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um He really doesn't need it. yeah he turns her down and then there's this wide shot like from the other end of the street Mm -hmm. in san francisco so it's one of those like crooked streets yeah uh yeah downhill and you just see all the trash that had piled up because there's no like trash collection services Mm -hmm. it's just um yeah what I find most interesting in, in Contagion is like all the areas where it's not like this person's sick and that's bad and this is what we're exploring. It's just the threads that you can follow. If this happens, then this will happen. Yeah. People won't be collecting trash mm-hmm. because they're all staying inside and public, this public service is being shut down. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that causes all sorts of problems. Yeah. So then Jude Law gets to be on the news. Yeah. Uh, we spoke a little bit about this. Yeah, he gets, after he calls out Fishburne, he makes, like, a whole speech about, like, take. really, he's trying to take the high ground, calling out Fishburn for profiting. Him and his people are profiting off of this.
2: Yeah, they're hand-in-hand hand with, like, the pharmacy, like, Big mm-hmm. like Farmer and stuff. That's why
1: you haven't told the public about Forsythia, even though I've proven it works.
2: Right, and it's not scientifically proven at all. Um, he's doing the same thing that he's saying that they're doing.
1: Yep. You yeah, know, uh, it's a giveaway. Yeah. It's one of those
2: things. Yeah, I like Jude Law's acting in the in that interview scene because you could tell he's like just a shifty character. He's bullshitting. Yeah, because after he calls out uh, Lawrence Fisberg, he he does this thing with his
1: eyes. Yeah, he's darting. Also, the shiftingness is uh, shown through the camera uh, during his speech. It keeps moving from one side of his face to another side of, the, mm-hmm. of his face, which. It's like a weird thing because he's not actually talking to anyone face to face. Yeah, he's just in front of a camera, but we see the right side. Then it jumps, cuts to the left side, and it's like, oh, he's like two faced. Yeah, he's done very well. The next time we see him, he's got flowers and he's standing at the grave of his friend who's yeah. sick.
2: Yeah, she died. She didn't make it.
1: Then back to the park. Yeah, uh, this
2: story is pretty quick as well.
1: Yeah, his his hedge fund guy uh, meets him again in the park. Mm -hmm. And the hedge fund guy is calling him out for the forsythia not working. Yeah, Uh, But Jude, (laughs) as if they weren't making out this character that would be despicable enough lying about having the virus and pushing out the forsythia. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying, hey, because at this point the vaccine is out, but he's like, hey, don't take the government's vaccine.
2: Yeah, it's like he says it could
1: cause autism. Yeah, he's an anti-vaxxer.
2: Yeah, and he feels he has like this god complex, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? Now he he's the man with twelve million followers that are all waiting on his word and what he says is important, and he doesn't have to tell people to take the vaccine, right? Um, but why he's why he's while he's doing this and he's talking about like conspiracies and like what uh-huh. the vaccine may or may not have yeah. or do, he notices that there's a trash man yeah. like over there. And he's just like, wait. Yeah,
1: is that I guy like with that piece because we saw earlier no one's collecting the trash, right? Right. And it's classic like FBI people disguising themselves as trash collectors. Right. We just saw it on the wire. Yeah not a movie or a film but oh i love the wire yeah (laughs) um anyway they're feds yeah and there's like 12 of them g-laws like you're wearing a wire aren't you gets out from the park bench and all these people like all the extras that were in the background of the scene now Mm -hmm. are just rushing him yeah uh and he's arrested yeah for uh Insider trading, profiting off the conspiracy, conspiracy. and uh, manslaughter. Potentially, yeah, He never had the virus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they find that out. And he made $4.5 million telling that lie. Yeah. But he's uh, released on bail. Yeah. Because, because uh, he has 12 million followers that are gullible enough to believe what he says and yeah. help him get out. Yeah.
2: I, th- I thought when he said that line, like there are 12. 12- Million crazy people like you that there were like other people that mm. were also doing the same thing that he was doing as well. Oh no, I and think he wasn't he meant, like,
1: I like think he meant like the
2: public, yeah, the public you got out. him out. Yeah, okay, I got it. I get it.
1: So, yeah, that's blogger, anti vaxxer, horrible person. GVOT,
2: yeah, I like that we got a character like that.
1: Yeah, so we talked about. I mean, Matt Damon and John Hawks are like these average people. And then we get Lawrence Fishburne and Kate Winslet and some other characters we'll talk about who are doing all these acts. Well, I guess Lawrence is more in the gray area Mm -hmm. of uh, selflessness versus selfishness Mm -hmm. in this pandemic. And Jude Law is very selfish. Yes. Uh, Fishburne's a bit of both. Mm -hmm. Kate Winslet is definitely Mm self-sacrificing, selfless. Um, Mary,
0: yeah, okay,
1: Mary Cotillard. Mary Cotillard, she, uh, <laughs> we meet her in Geneva, Switzerland. Yes, uh, at the office of the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. She's working to identify patient zero.
2: Yes, and she's she's, I, she's really good at a job because it takes her, like, I feel like no time to. <laughs> Get, like, the four mm-hmm. that we see at the beginning. Like, she gets their pictures laid out. and like, She figures, figures out the people, how, how they're, they're yes. They were
1: in this casino this mm-hmm. one night. Um, she flies to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the virus is widespread at this point. It's still early in the movie, but Hong Kong was one of the first places affected. Yeah. So we get, like, the foreshadowing of what's going to happen in the American cities later. Shit! This shit's so real. <laughs> I feel like every sentence I say, I just keep in my mind going back, thinking about what's actually happening in the world right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway,
1: hopefully this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's working with uh, some locals of Hong Kong's uh, health services.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: one played by actor Chin Han, mm-hmm. who mentions that uh, his mother has the virus. Yeah, and she's they're, showing They're symptoms. in a local village. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Baron Cotillard is looking at these videos. Yeah, and through we get some flashbacks.
2: Yeah, I actually like the way the flashbacks are shown. Like you know, the way the the way her watching the footage is shown to us It's just not her watching it.
1: Yeah, first the scene opens just as the flashback. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the camera very close to Kenneth Paltrow's character. Yeah, and like it's fuzzy. And maybe there's something off yeah, about so the, the frame rate. on the
2: side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to the video surveillance footage that Mary Cotter watching. Yeah. She's in the casino. Like a guy's blowing her dice, and yeah. uh, she's sharing drinks with people.
2: Yeah. And like you can also, there's just there. This close up um, on on her neck, and you can see like it's blotchy and red. Yeah. So like it's
1: starting to spread within her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So like she has to figure out okay, they shared the drinks. Did Gwyneth give her the virus or is this person giving Gwyneth the virus? Yeah. Uh, how do you tell? She's right. She's got a lot of work to do. Yeah. But before she can do more, uh, she talks to her co-worker, Han, who says his mother tried for Scythia, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. Didn't do anything. She died and now she's buried in a mass grave. Yeah. And then they're in the car. About to get kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, she gets
2: kidnapped um, yep. because she she figures it out, right? She figures out that uh, Gwyneth... Beth,
1: that Beth M. Hoff was yeah. patient, patient zero. Yeah,
2: she's the first one.
1: She gets yeah, she gets that far.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but on her way to like the official, uh, actually, she's gonna take it to Geneva. Yeah, I think
1: she's being driven back to the airport. Yeah, but they don't take her to the airport. Chin uh, Han and his, I don't know the character's name. So Chin Han's character uh, kidnaps her.
2: Yeah, it takes her they to... Cuff uh cuff her,
1: blindfold her, and take her to the village.
2: Yeah. Where the uninfected are. And their plan is to use her to get them to the front of the line for the vaccine.
1: Yeah, she's the kidnapper and the ransom is the vaccine. Yeah. And then we do not... See Maran Cotillard for for a while, like three hundred days or something. Not until they uh get the vaccine, right? I almost forgot about her her storyline. Yeah, but uh shit's different when we go back to her because now she's like teaching a class in the
2: yeah. village. Yeah, Uh she's not uh, a hostage. I mean, she has been kidnapped, but she's not like in not hostile towards her. She seems to be a
1: member of the community. Yeah, like, that she's confined to yeah uh they get the call that there's the vaccine Mm -hmm. they arrange the handoff Mm -hmm.
0: uh
1: so she gets back in the car
0: yeah
1: 300 days later Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh driving from the village back into hong kong Mm -hmm. at this point you know the first time we saw hong kong it was a lot of people in masks walking around all the people the public transportation Mm -hmm. the, the outdoor market the buses and stuff um but now, the streets are empty. Yeah. Save for a couple people in hazmat suits and hoses, hosing down the streets. Yeah. But, there's graves fucking everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Like, any open field, any open space, it's just graves lined up. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Yeah, like. It's a pretty scary image.
2: Yeah, and it's just like, we we have, like, this grave system where we can, like, Keep account of people Then like People get sick And you just throw them In the ground And then That's it They're just lost forever It's almost like Damn. They were never here It's like Damn. No love No respect Just, um, just
1: overwhelmed By loss
2: Yeah um, So they, they get the vaccine And they give it to her first
1: Yeah They They get it from the guy mm-hmm. And run back to the car And the guy's like Wait This isn't the plan Where is her Where yeah. is she Right. And they get in the back of the van. They give her the vaccine. Mm-hmm. She nods. Yeah. I guess to say, "All right, we're good." Mm-hmm. And the car, the van drives off. The guy who gave them the vaccine thinks they're driving off, not giving the, giving up Marion. Mm-hmm. But it's like a I don't know. It's just a cool thing where the car leaves, and then you see that she was behind the car. Yeah, and she was there. It's she like there. a just a cool hostage uh, thing. Yeah. Did you Did you see Out of Sight? Out of sight? Yeah, it's mm. another Steven Soderbergh movie. I don't think it's, uh, so. Jennifer Lopez and George Clooney? No, I didn't see that uh, one. It's like another hostage, uh much different kidnapping movie. Okay. It's the it's based on the a book by Elmore Leonard, who did uh Jackie Brown, like and Get Shorty. 1998. So it's like, it's like I one didn't see those. this one. I recommend it. Okay.
2: All right, I'll Definitely. put it on, on my watch list on Letterboxd.
1: Yeah. Um, so now she's with her handler at the terminal, finally in the airport, ready to go home. Yeah. And then he gives her the real vaccine. Yeah. She right. learns that it was a
2: placebo and she kind of not freaks out, but it was just like, oh, man oh fuck, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta warn them because they're gonna take the placebo and then go back out into the population and then die. And the, and the whole village we lost. Yeah, and it's a bunch of kids. It was a bunch of kids. Yep. Yeah, so that's the last thing we see of her is like rushing off to the village where where she doesn't even know where it is because she was blindfolded right. to and from.
1: And it's just, yeah, that's the the last thing we get is her running away. Yeah. And Without it's even definitely the open, open ended, but I like that because it just makes the us, the viewer, contemplate like, what's, where's the future? We we saw all the graves everywhere, mm-hmm. of, and but and yet in this village, there's the children that could be the future. Yeah. And like, damn, what's gonna happen?
0: Yeah. With them.
1: Okay, moving on. More characters. Jennifer Jennifer Ely. Yeah, that's Ely. like the last one. I don't know how to say her last name. She's uh, the least famous uh, actor in this cast. Mm-hmm. But I like her. I like her performance. She's really good. Yeah. She is a scientist. Yeah. Uh, working in the CDC. Mm-hmm. High clearance, level four. Yeah. I don't know how many levels there are, but... she's. The like the top scientist reports directly to Lawrence Fishburne's character. Yeah. The first time we meet her, she's in like an official Hazmat yeah. suit, mm-hmm. like with to the air, like SAP blown up with air. We get to see all the like devices and like procedures they have to take mm-hmm. to be safe. Um I like the way it's shown, like just with a lot of close ups on the tubes and the machines that they have to use. Yeah. So she's with her coworker played by I I guess dramatic actor, <laughs> comedian Dimitri Martin, mm-hmm. who does you know, these comedies like these deadpan one liners, but now now he pops up in contagion. Yeah. He's one of
2: those, sometimes you'll, you'll see a movie and you'll see an actor and be like, oh, they were like a big thing in like the 2000s or like yeah. the 10s or something. And then like, yeah, he had like his own show in Comedy Central. Like he was a bit of a thing. He was the lead in an
1: Ang Lee movie. Yeah. <laughs> no one saw it, but Taking Woodstock. Oh. He was the lead in it. I, th- I think I saw that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so... She discovers that the virus is a cross between a pig and a bat. Yeah. It's part bad, but yeah. She says the frightening line, it's, it's changing. It's yeah. still evolving. It's figuring us out faster than we're figuring it out. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah.
2: And It's a pretty cool thing that the virus is
1: alive. Yeah. So they got, they got some data. They ran the test. They got data they need to parse to figure mm-hmm. out more. Yeah. So she calls uh Elliot Gould's character mm-hmm. who she had a prior relationship to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh if anyone can figure it out, it's this guy. Mm-hmm. So I forget what city he's in. Or I guess he's in San Francisco or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so he's in a different city. He sent the samples to test. Yeah. But after a meeting with Fishburne. Yeah, he decides, Fishmart decides. Let's only test it here yeah. at the CDC in Atlanta. We can't risk uh this leaving the laboratory
2: on oh, someone's shoe. Yeah, once he figures out like how serious and how, how scary this virus is, he's like, "Okay, cut it." And so she she tells tells him to cut it and yeah. burn burn his samples. Um but one night he's out at at a diner and he starts people watching
1: like this scene yeah and this is one of those scenes like like the bus earlier where it's like oh
2: shit yeah he has that moment like oh shit like he noticed that someone is coughing and like people are like uh this 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 mom is feeding her child food and like this guy the way he's like just cleaning glasses and he's just like um this thing is gonna spread quick and he can see that like it's just gonna spread quick like people are not prepared in any way. And also, they don't know. They don't have this information. So,
1: Yeah, to research more, they would need to grow the virus themselves to do tests on it, to administer it to, say, monkeys, yeah. uh, to then find a vaccine.
2: But they can't grow it because it's so aggressive and it kills everything. Um, so against orders to to burn the sample, he does a little bit more work on it.
1: Yeah. isn't that amazing that if the government had its way, who knows when they would have yeah, to it throw took. it and yeah. gotten a vaccine? The only reason they were able to get the vaccine, and it still took a long time to get to the public, mm-hmm. but it would have taken even longer even if Elliot Cool's character listened to the to the people running the show.
0: Yeah.
1: Scary stuff. Yeah. It, take, it takes that act of defiance. Yeah, it takes oh, that. I'm going to run these tests, even though they told me to destroy the sample. Yeah. Because he successfully grows it.
2: Yeah, he figures it out. And all he wants is a box of cigars.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, he gets to be hailed as this hero for defying the orders. Whereas uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character is vilified. Yeah. Because of the one instance where he did the very human thing of warning his loved one. Yeah. Uh, once Elliot Gold successfully grows, grows it. That's the last we see of his character. Yeah. His story's done. Uh. Um, it starts
2: to mutate again. And I feel like, uh, okay, so it gets like really heady and I start to like lose, like, like I said earlier. Science jargon? Yeah, just like the science jargon. Just like, like, what are they talking about? So the
1: basics is they're now, they were able to grow it, so now they're testing it on monkeys. Right. And it's still mutating, and they can't get it quite right, Mm -hmm. and they've just got a bunch of dead monkeys.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's something about mixing it with polio or something like that? Yeah, Or, like, trying to, like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm not a Make a virus cocktail. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't understand that part at all, like, exactly how that works. The thing is,
1: I don't understand most movie science, but mm-hmm. i believe the science of this movie more than other it's like the jargon doesn't feel like made up movie jargon you know
2: yeah. um because it's mutating the r not has moved up to 4 yes
1: yeah, eventually determined uh 1 in 12 people will will contract this virus yeah then we get to vaccine number 57 which we see uh the shot opens of this monkey a living monkey yeah the had one seen, monkey we would seen a couple of dead monkeys before this yeah. is, i think like the first time we see a living monkey yeah and she's looking at it it's With, just her and the yeah, monkey just, and she's just smiling cameras on the monkey then cuts to just a close-up of her face smiling yeah, yeah. uh back to the monkey mm-hmm. vaccine number 57 what does she do she takes it. Yeah, because uh, in the scene before
2: that, she was on the phone with uh, Lawrence and she was just talking about pretty much breaking down, breaking down how long it would take for like human trials to
1: begin. Right. We're so just that's right? monkeys. We got to get humans to make sure it works.
2: Right. And then getting a way to distribute the vaccine would take months and then training people on on that procedure would take
1: more months,
2: you know right. I mean, it would it would take a real long time. And with
1: the R not increasing, and who knows the virus could mutate by then anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, she she takes it. She takes the vaccine. She she does it. Um, and I really like the scene that follows this. Um, her dad. Yeah, because it's it. I feel like maybe it's like the scene with the most heart. Like between this one and like Kate giving up her coat. It's Not the like, prom scene. <laughs> Not the prom scene. Not dance, slow dancing to YouTube. <laughs> nah, but no, there's like, because you, you like, it's so much insight to her and like, like her heroics right. and how she was raised. And you, you know, the lesson that her father taught her brought her to this moment.
1: Right. We find, find out her father's also a doctor. Yeah. And he's sick with the virus. Yeah.
2: Uh, and he's sick because he didn't stop he was, treating yeah, people. Yeah,
1: it was one of the last doctors to continue to see people. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Get this outbreak and then doctors aren't able to see people. Yeah. Whew. Then who's left? Like once doctors go. So She's she, like, yeah, she tests it on her sick dad. Yeah. And it works.
0: Yeah.
1: It's successful. The next thing we see is uh, the shipping containers and like a news report talking about. How it's going to be mass produced, but now the question is, how do we distribute it? Yeah, who, and gets, who it first? gets it
2: first? Who gets it first?
1: Turns out it's the lottery.
2: Actually, turns out it's the government officials.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, it's distributed. Yeah, it's distributed to the public through the lottery. Yeah. We. This is how we see the football stadiums that are now vaccination centers. It seems like the football just being so far from. Uh, with like the stadium, yeah. what it's being used for, it's just so far from the culture, has been affected so greatly by it. Yeah. Um,
2: I suppose newborns would be given the shot.
1: Yes, pretty early. Similar to other vaccines. Yeah. Uh, and the last we get of Jennifer Ely's character is her and Dimitri Martin back in the hazmat suits, freezing the vaccine, and we see. It's, like, put in a container uh, of so like SARS, SARS and, and, and the swine flu, yes. H1N1, mm-hmm. and, the, and now, uh, what was it, MRV? Whatever. MEV1. Yeah, m so one She puts it in, like, the capsule. Yeah, zone. that's the name they gave it. It's, like, put in a chirogenic freezer.
2: Would, I don't understand the name, or, no. like, why that name. Exactly. Science, is. Just science. Do you
1: understand COVID-19? <laughs> no. Yeah. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the virus in Resident Evil called? Oh man. I forget. Okay.
2: Yeah, I forget. Like I just remember the corporation name. I don't Raccoon the, City. Yeah, Raccoon City. Yeah, yeah Umbra, sorry Umbra, sorry Umbra we don't like any Raccoon
1: City in, <laughs> in Contagion. Um
2: Minneapolis is Raccoon City. It is? No, I'm just saying oh. like, in this movie, oh, it's okay. like Sure. Yeah.
1: Well, we're not just in Raccoon City or no.
0: Minneapolis. Uh
1: yeah, so one of the last things after she freezes the vaccine, we get the prom scene. Mm-hmm. Uh but we're not gonna end on that. No. We're gonna end where we take it back to the beginning. Yeah. And these la- this sequence I find so exhilarating. Yeah, it's really well done. The music comes we didn't even talk about the score from uh Cliff Martinez mm-hmm. also did uh I know him from, from Drive. And Mm -hmm. Nicholas Vinding-Greffen's movies and, uh, Darren Aronofsky's movies. I think he did, uh, I might be, I might be confusing him with someone else. Anyway, cool Mm -hmm. score, Mm -hmm. pulsating electronic music. And the sequence we see, uh, how this all started. And it's a bulldozer with, uh, the company Gwyneth Paltrow worked for AIMM Mm -hmm. on the bulldozer. They, Mm -hmm. uh, Knock over a tree. a tree, displaces a bunch of bats. Mm-hmm. And the, the one of the bats we see, uh, eat a banana like a rotten banana or something. Yeah, uh, flies over, somehow finds himself into a, a warehouse, a like pigsty, yeah, pig slaughterhouse, uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, drops a piece of the banana into the pig pen. Mm-hmm. One of the pig dra- eats the banana, yeah, to slaughter, killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the, the kitchen of this casino in Hong Kong where chef is preparing it yeah sticking his finger in like the pig's that, mouth then he's called called out hey there's someone important that has to come meet you he and all he does he, is doesn't, wash he doesn't wash his hands he doesn't wash his hands wipes it on his apron yes. now you're someone who pro- deals with meat uh, professionally yeah, yeah uh I, you wash your hands right? i wash my hands and gloves. then i wear
2: gloves yeah the gloves stay on yeah so and i
1: assume you're not then shaking hands no but no, yeah we he, fist
2: pump that's that's he, what we lays,
1: do. Uh, he after handling this uh diseased pig he wipes his hands on his apron and he goes out to meet this important person who is surprise elizabeth M Hoff, gwyneth paltrow yeah they shake hands. Take a picture. Pictures taken. It's one of the pictures we saw Matt Damon see yeah. on our camera much later. Mm-hmm. And then we get the the title card. Day one. Yeah. Ah. Oh, it's so. It's so good. So that's how it happened. Yeah. It was so uh, thrilling. Random. Random acts. Really. Well, random, but also the human intervention of the natural world. I mean, yeah. it's the uh, it's the world fighting back at humans. Mm-hmm. Where it's this corporate. Uh, how we're taking down trees and it's the factory farming of the pigs mm-hmm. and how uh, the food industry and then that's uh it's not natural that it would then pigs are then driven all the way to Hong Kong from wherever they were mm-hmm. to uh just the whole all these industries uh where we we as humans exploit uh natural resources mm-hmm. yeah i take yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's that's contagion. That's it. Uh, we've done some horror movies before. This, yeah. because of the current current uh, relevance of mm-hmm. it, I'd say is the scariest movie we've done. Yeah, <laughs> I me. was watching
2: this and I was just like, "There's definitely like horror elements to it, but it's not." Full-on hard. No, it's like definitely your, just a thriller. Yeah. But,
1: uh, yeah, there's parts of it that will stick with me. I mean, I haven't been... I pretty regularly ride buses, but I've been kind of staying away from them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I do, I try really hard not to touch things with my hands. yeah. Um, yeah, when I'm out
2: in public, I try not to touch my face. I like touch my face a lot when I'm in the house, like
1: after I wash my hands, mm-hmm. but like when I'm out. Yeah, when yeah. I walk around I've been consciously just trying to keep my hands in my pockets as yeah. much as I can. Yeah. Um But yeah, scary. Scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's funny because i went
2: outside before we like even started the movie for it well for the second time <laughs> and like when i was opening doors i was like putting my my hand inside mm. my coat like yeah. it's like already like s- like psychologically starting to like where i wasn't even concerned about corona at all but now i'm just like well you know what things are happening so let me be careful like, yeah let me take these steps real quick yeah yeah
1: Back to the picture.
2: Yeah. uh, Is it a movie? Or is it a movie? No, is it a movie or
1: is it a film? (laughs) Contagion is a very smart movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm going with. With movie? So if you think it's a film, you might be able to convince me to change my mind. Okay.
2: Uh, a part of me wants to say movie, but then when I think about like, like how I decide whether something is like a movie or a film, I always go into like the detail and the nuance mm-hmm. of like what is trying to tell us. I feel like this movie does have that nuance to it. Um, so, I'm going to go with film, but also, like, I like that option of movie film because it yeah, also feels, it feels like, that. like a
1: movie film because yeah. it, it's just the way it's all cut together. It tells all these different stories, but it's paced so well. Yeah. And it's got, I mean, it's a thriller, it's got the thrills of a yeah. movie. It's the genre. I'm also, um, I mean, for me, I guess when I try to decide movie or film, it's about depth. Mm-hmm. and how the depth is uh present in the acting and the directing and mm-hmm. the the whole thing the editing the soundtrack um so maybe it's a film it's a movie film for sure yeah definitely it's uh and those haven't those are the best ones in my opinion where they can be it can be viewed as a movie or as a film yeah we could really get into the weeds of the what it says about uh, humans, mm-hmm. humanity. Or we could be like, damn, Gwyneth Paltrow died and had her head cut open. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Contagion. Right. Yeah. I'm really glad we don't keep track of what we said for each one because sometimes. <laughs> 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 but what, so what was my, I guess, movie film? Yeah. It's a movie film. It's a movie film that's it that's it i'm sticking to it yeah uh let us know what you think if you've watched contagion recently or if you're scared to watch it or um i don't know wash your hands yeah and then get on your computer or phone Mm -hmm. and uh tweet us at movie film pod Mm -hmm. same handle for facebook and instagram yes it is email us moviefilmpod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you yes we
2: would also if you want to see like what we're watching that we're not talking about on the podcast follow us on letterbox we always oh, like yeah. update that what's your what's your letterbox like handle ornate gross and mine's is smooch nice yeah
1: without spelled s-m-o-o-c-h
2: yeah it's regular smooch great
1: there. yeah dude. check that out if we we log our watch lists yeah and then come back next week for a brand new episode of movie. Movie. Film.
2: Film. Actually, a smooch with three Z's. You want to go watch The Wire?
1: I'm going to wash my hands okay. first. Okay. All right. <laughs>